Welcome folks to another episode of That Anita Live. Emotional healing to help you create a happier life. I'm Anita, your host, and this week we're discussing the healing benefits of volunteering. As a community, we tend to volunteer only during disasters, but your help is needed year-round. There are awesome benefits to volunteering that will help you maintain emotional healthiness. At a time when most people strive to make more money, my guest today strives to make a bigger impact on our community. Chanel Leak turned in her for-profit business for a non-profit named Extraordinary Birthdays, which throws personalized birthday parties for homeless children throughout the D.C. area to make them feel treasured and valued. Chanel was a 2015 L'Oreal Paris Women of Worth National Honoree and recognized by Oprah with a full feature in O Magazine. She's thrown more than 400 birthday parties and currently partners with 11 homeless shelters in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Welcome, Chanel. Oh, thank you, Anita. It's good to be here. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How was Extraordinary Birthday? Uh, it's good. We just uh, are finishing our round of parties for August and gearing up for September because we do the parties at the end of the month. Okay, so what, what was it within you that flipped that switch that said, okay, I am going to leave the for-profit behind the desk mm -hmm. and start a non-profit to help homeless children? Well, it was, and I wish it was behind the desk. It's usually in the parties <laughs> and, you know, and up into icing. Um, so I was doing a for-profit business of children's birthday parties. And um, I used to give these great parties that families could afford to pay. Um, and so also it was the parents that were removed from the children's party. So they would be in another room with the other adult guests while we were creating this magic for their children. Playing but, musical chairs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. And the tea parties, that the endless tea parties that were going on. Um, but I was also always involved in the community, like with Adopt-A-Families, which is a lot of times what we do for homeless children and for families is we adopt them around Christmas time and around Thanksgiving time. And so seeing them and actually making the connection between what they were doing outside of, as you mentioned in your opening, you know, there's always volunteering, you know, for disasters or specific right. times, but right. those year round things and one of those year round things for us was birthdays. Um, and it was something that my mom always felt for us was just made us feel like we were just the best thing being born. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to translate that to other children that were homeless for them to have that experience as well. And so Extraordinary Birthdays was born from that. So what is the biggest impact you've seen Extraordinary Birthdays have on the life of a child? Uh, I, we call it layering self-worth. You know, that to be able to um, have a time that's focused strictly on them, letting them know that we're so glad that they were born. That's what my mom used to always say to us. And that's what a lot of times I would say to the kids as we're giving them hugs. Um, and it's sort of a good reminder for their moms, too, that they were, you know, yeah, I am glad that they were born <laughs> despite the circumstance. Um, so we're doing everything that's focused on them. But we're also giving them these moments of normalcy. Okay. So from the cake that has their name on it, to the goodie bags, to the banners, um, to the gift that they actually ask for, that they actually receive, 
all of those things go into the fact that they are born. Because it does it, make a yeah, difference it, when you receive what you ask for absolutely. versus just somebody thinking of you and saying Absolutely, absolutely. So sometimes, you know, we will get requests that people say, you know, well, we have a toy drive. We're going to have a toy drive. And those are all wonderful things. And we've seen them specifically around Thanksgiving and Christmas right. when people are handing the toys out to the children, which are awesome things to do. Uh, we just want to take it a step further. We want to really really hammer it into them that for them, this is what you want, this is what you're going to get. And we do that also with the themes that we provide. We're not giving them themes that were popular two to three years ago. We're giving them the themes that they see other kids have. So PJ Mask right now is really hot and Paw Patrol. And for anyone out there, they would know that that's Because like, I have no idea. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But if you had a three, four, five-year-old, this would be it. And so for them, when they're getting those type of things that they're seeing other kids get, because they're not living in a bubble, um, that again goes to their self-worth. So we've seen that in just the way that they are um, responding to us but also the family engagement that happens because you have to think we're doing these parties for an hour so the mom is there she's now playing the game she's now putting on a mask and becoming one of a cat boy in pj mask or okay. you know paw patrol um, and so they're all coming into this world and so not only are we doing it for the children and seeing their worth but we're also seeing it for the parents as well and giving them back just a little bit of that parenting that's been taken away from them when they're in the shelters. Because when you're going through that difficult period, it's hard to provide the extra. Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. you're just managing to get to get the by. basics. Mm -hmm, to get by the basics, yeah. And you know, that's what they're struggling for. They're struggling to make sure that the roof that is over their head, though it's a shelter, is there, that they're having the food, which is a lot of times shelter kitchen food. Um, and so when they get a questionnaire from us, this questionnaire is saying, what do you want to do for your child? You know, and that in itself is, is empowering for yes. them because no one's asking them. They're usually being told, you know, this is what you're going to do. They become, they come into a very institutionalized environment. And so the freedom to make a decision about your child um, and through a questionnaire, not having to sit across from anyone and explain anything is pretty powerful in itself. What is the impact that, you, that you've seen the volunteering for one of these parties has on the volunteers. On the volunteers. Yes. Uh, I think for them it, it ranges um, from just the exposure to a community that they had a certain perception of. You know, that in itself, um, they're surprised sometimes if they have the latest clothes that, <laughs> that are on. You know, and I said, well, a lot of times those are clothes that are donated to them. But also on the other side, there are working homeless families. So they are doing that. It's the roof over their head. It's that community part that they can't now, do. Now, tell us what a working homeless family is because those two words seem to contradict because we, we tend to think that mm -hmm. if you're working, then you can afford to live. <laughs> yes. But yes. Yeah, that's not always the that's case. not always the case. And HUD defines homeless. I mean, if you go by the definition of HUD, it's literally anyone who does not have an address that's permanently there. So it could be your relative that comes into town and they're looking for a job and they're not here. If they're staying with you, they're considered homeless. But working homeless are 
pretty much like you and I, they just do not have a residence that belongs to them. So, um, and what's unfortunate is that the space in shelters is so limited and it's so limited for families. Um, you know, women and children, pretty much. But if there's a male involved, there's a whole other issue for them to actually come in. And there's actually a shelter that we go to that they, it's a family shelter, but the dads actually sleep out in the hallway. They can't sleep in the same room with their families because there are other women there. So you, you, can, you can imagine that type of, so when they get up in the morning, because it's very regimented, they have to get out by a certain time, they're going off to work and they're going off to work to come back to make sure that their kids have certain things, but that residence right. that they have over right. there. So, yeah. And how have your volunteers responded to this? Um, like I said, I think for them, it's, it's an education for them. I think um, our philosophy of really celebrating them and coming from a place of joy is, is something that they have to get used to. And that's a culture that we really try to cultivate, is really to say to them, we're really here to celebrate them and recognize them. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's a shift in thinking for them. Um, I'd say that it's almost like a dance when we're at the parties, because what you want to do is you want to come and they want to come and they want to do everything. And I said, I want you to think of this as this family, this is their moment, this is their party. So it's a dance that you kind of look for opportunities where you can offer the mom to cut the cake or make some decisions if we're gonna put the healthy snacks out right now or if you wanna even Hold put on. the candle Hold on. in the cake. We got healthy snacks at the we birthday have, party? We have healthy Why snacks. Why we gotta eat healthy snacks at the birthday party? Because a lot of times the families are dependent on shelter kitchens for one. Healthy snacks. Yeah. The so the cake is the only thing that we have at the party that's enjoyable. <laughs> that's enjoyable. No, the kids love the healthy snack. Surprisingly, what happens is when you present it to <laughs> them in an environment that says, okay, we have broccoli. Now, you have to think about it. It's like carrots and celery and cucumbers mm -hmm. with ranch dressing. Mm. They love it. But they have to be exposed to it, just like my kids were. They have to be exposed to it. And I would say 85% of the time, they clean the trays out with healthy snacks. Yes. Potato chips. Well, we have pretzels. <laughs> pretzels. Yes. Pretzels, vegetables, fruit, cheese. That's pretty much it. It's just, it's now, just know, enough light. I know Michelle Obama would just be over the roof excited <laughs> yes, to hear yes. that you are throwing not just, I mean, healthy, healthy snacks. snacks. It's a way to now, you know, what we do is we really take those type of little opportunities to show them without having a class or anything to say, you can still have a great party and you can still offer these things. But also remember, I'm telling you, because the kids don't get it a lot, they're dependent on the kitchens to shelter kitchens to do this, that this, they look at this as a great opportunity for them. Now, broccoli doesn't go as quickly as the other <laughs> stuff, but carrots and tomatoes and cucumbers and celery, that usually goes pretty good. And we like to sometimes introduce them. We really got on this kick with this uh, whipped cream cheese as a dip and they loved that. And so it exposes them to some things that they didn't have. What we are hoping is that they will take that type of information and take it back when they are in their own homes mm -hmm. and think about those type of things. So it's sort of bigger than that, but yeah. Now, have any of your volunteers been surprised? Yes. 
they're always surprised because the parties are an hour. So they figure you can't do anything in an hour. So we can make magic happen in an hour. And in that hour, we dress up the birthday child. We dress up the birthday, the other kids, if donations are flush. Uh, we do healthy snacks. We do a couple of activities, usually an arts and craft. We usually do some type of movement activity with them because they don't get to run around a lot. So we get to do that. We do goodie bags. We do snacks. We do cakes and happy birthday. We'll be back in just one second to hear about your opportunity to volunteer with Extraordinary Birthdays and the healthy snack <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> Welcome to That Anita Live TV on YouTube. Here at That Anita Live, I share episodes about emotional healing to help you create a happier life. How do I do that? Through awareness, education, and most importantly, you, the community by sharing tips and techniques from real people with real stories of overcoming trauma and abuse to live relentless lives. Hanging out with me, you'll laugh, you'll learn, but most importantly, you'll heal. Never miss a moment. Subscribe to That Anita Live's YouTube channel today. Subscribe via thatanitalive.com forward slash YouTube. And we're back to hear more about the Extraordinary Birthdays. How did Extraordinary Birthdays, Extraordinary Birthdays get its name? Um, I wanted to take the ordinary of birthdays okay. and make it extra. It's real simple. <laughs> Not with carrots and broccoli. And yes, yes. <laughs> Get the baby out some, some chips and put that for the pretzels. Pretzels are good. They're mm -hmm. low in fat. What's your take on volunteering in general and why should people do it? Um, uh, my, my take is that one, we could not survive without volunteers. I also think that volunteers offers the community that they serve mm -hmm. a window into the actual community. If they only see caseworkers, people like that, if they don't see those volunteers that are really vested in them in a different perspective, okay. I think that that for them and for the volunteers, uh, I know for them, uh, what I get a lot of times is sometimes because we do the parties, um, after hours that they'll say, you know, like it's after work and they, they think about, you know, okay, well, I got to drive here and I got to go here. And I said, well, first of all, you have to remember, you're not going to volunteer the Ritz Carlton. You're, you're going to a shelter. So, you know, there are challenges there. Um, sometimes there's security issues that we have to address and things like that. But once they're there, and I mean, most of the biggest uh, posts we do are from our volunteers that have a very different perspective once they do that. They'll be tired when they come. The kids will rejuvenate them. Let them get one hug from a child or let the child show them, you know, something that they have or they're playing with a child. And then usually, our, like I said, our parties are an hour. Uh, it takes about 15 or 20 minutes to clean up. But I always tell the volunteers, allow a wow. half hour because the kids are wanting to hug them. They want to talk to them. They want, they don't want to go back to where they're going. So they want to 
prolong this magic, this moment that the volunteers have helped to create. So what um, type of volunteers do you look for? Does, does someone have to have a preset set of skills before they can volunteer? Uh, a servant's heart is the biggest thing. Yes, a flexibility is key. Um, but our volunteers, um, we do go through a process. Um, you're dealing with children, so they have to have a background check, mm -hmm. a negative TB test because you're dealing with the homeless community. Um, so, you know, once you do those due diligence and we check your references to make sure, you know, that you're, again, you're being with children. Um, but it really is about flexibility, thinking on your feet, and just a, a, a willingness to bring that joy to the children, a willingness to be alert to the opportunities for family engagement that happens. And so for them, it opens up their world. So walk me through, if I'm coming to you to volunteer for the first time, mm -hmm. what will my first experience be like? Uh, we try, we try uh, to get you to shadow someone who's already doing a, who's done a party for a while. But I always say we have a roster of about 200 volunteers. We're like church. We have a roster of 200 volunteers, but wow. we probably have about 25 to 30 active ones mm -hmm. that are that come out constantly. Because 20% of the list does 80% mm -hmm. of the work. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Those are those numbers. Um, and so what you would do is um, you would come on site. We have a schedule. We have party bins. And everything you need to deliver that party is pretty much on that schedule. So if we had a Spider-Man party, the schedule would say, put the blue tablecloth down, then put the red as a runner, put the centerpiece down. All of the activities that are done are in there, including the tape. If you have to tape something on the wall, if you're doing pin the mask on Spider-Man, that's on there. Everything is in there. You're putting out um, snacks. You're making all the decorations. You're blowing up helium. Um, into the balloons, uh, you're setting up the gifts. So you're really trying to transform the shelter space yes. into a party, a home party environment. And you do all that in an hour. And you do it. We all do all of that in an okay, hour. Okay, so I come to the shelter, I've shadowed somebody, we pack everything up, we drive over to the shelter, and then what happens? Then you're greeting the children. So you, you know the child's name, um, you know about how many kids are coming. So we usually are greeting the kids when they come in. What's the number? What's the average? Um, it's usually averaging six to eight kids per okay. party, and all the parties are done at the same time. So you could be having four to five parties going on at the same time. In one hour. Yeah. So you have like a football wow. party, you may have a princess party, all of that. So when the kids come in the room, the biggest joy is to see their face and when they recognize their party. They'll have their little invitations because we give the invitations to the shelter for them to give to their guests mm -hmm. because the guests that they're inviting are the people that they're sharing that space with. So we're really part of building that community within the shelter because they're not inviting the kids that they go to school with if they're in school. So these are other kids that they don't have to explain their yeah. circumstances. Yeah. So. <clears throat> You're coming in as a volunteer. You're going to be part of that. You're going to greet that birthday child. You're going to greet the mom. You're going to say to the mom, thank you for allowing us to celebrate with you. And then you're going to get started. You're going to ask maybe the mom a couple questions. You know, well, do you, we're getting ready to do pin the mask on. But what if I want to help out, but I'm really shy about <clears throat> talking to people? Uh, we always have opportunities behind the scenes for <laughs> for those type of people. Those are the people that always say, yes, I'm shy until they start to 
talk with one child. They're usually the ones that have the one-on-one -on -one with the kids. And those are the ones that the kids want to take them and walk them around the shelter. Then the next thing you know, you come down. So how many volunteers do you send to a party? Uh, we do two volunteers per party. And because we're at 11 shelters and it just varies, we don't have like, wow. you know, a set number of, you know, you like last month of the 11 shelters. Yeah. yeah. So like 11 shelters we had last month, we were at eight of them. And at eight of them, a couple of them, we had three or four kids, one shelter, we had one child, but we try to have it so that one volunteer is kind of engaging while the other one's getting the next activity ready or doing the face painting or putting the tattoos on or making sure that the gifts or anything are ready. So, yeah. It's a lot. Okay. It's a lot. So we've had the party. Mm-hmm. We, we are cleaning up. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? Uh, we get an evaluation. We give the evaluation to the mom. That's another thing. Uh, Extraordinary Birthdays has its niche in. So we have, um, we ask the parents, did we deliver on what you wanted? Which I think is amazing. It and is. I'm so proud it of that is. because no one asks these families. They figure again, you should be grateful. You should be glad. And I'm saying, did we do? How did we do? Because they are but four. Yes, the grace absolutely. Of God go I. Absolutely. At any given and so time. That, that, again, for the volunteers is another opportunity that they get to see that. Because, again, everything we do is saying to the children and to the families that they are valued. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the parties last for about an hour. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had to turn down a shelter? That we haven't had to turn down you? a shelter. We've had to just not go into a shelter because we don't have the human capacity mm -hmm. to go in there. In other and words, she needs more volunteers. I, we need more volunteers. <laughs> Always more volunteers. Always more volunteers. Um, yeah, so it's that's the biggest thing for us is that we're not able to do that. And we don't want to disappoint a child, not so much as a shelter, mm -hmm. but a child if they get the expectations that we're going to come in there and do that. So how did it feel to be a national honoree? That was amazing. How did you, first of all, how did you find out that you were being recognized for your work in the community? <laughs> um, you know, it started, um, it, uh, I was nominated by a board member and um, they contacted me and said, you know, you were on you know, you, you were being nominated. And I said, OK, great. You know, and um, they said that it would come down to 10, mm -hmm. um, the top 10. And I said, OK, great. And then uh, I was driving and I got the call that said I was one of the top 10. <laughs> and I just I kept saying, I don't remember everything. Once once they said, we'll send you everything in the email. Yes. I said, OK, I don't have to really focus. I could just like totally zone out because I'm like really uh, incredible. Um, and so what they did, L'Oreal is amazing with this program, uh, the Women of Worth program, because they really do stand by what women are doing in the community to make it a beautiful community and not just beautiful from that perspective, right? And so um, what they did, which is really smart, is they they gave the opportunity to each of the top 10 honorees to go out to their networks and say, get people to vote. And whoever receives the most votes mm -hmm. uh, will be the national honoree. So all the top 10, we receive $10,000 for a $10,000 grant. But the national honoree gets an additional 25,000. 
And so my thing was, you know, we had a small base here, you know, of committed, you know, supporters and things. Um, And we just started putting out. And then it got to the point where uh, I would drop my door off at the dance studio and moms would say, I voted for you, you know, and, you know, it just it was so um, uplifting and it Mm -hmm. was so humbling at the same time just to to know that this resonated with so many people. Um, And they treated just like the Academy Awards. So you didn't know until you were there in New York. We were there for three days and it was three days that L'Oreal had us with uh, Bloomberg, you know, getting financial advice and really making sure we know how to run our nonprofits to the exposure that it was getting. Um, And then they announced it. And um, I thanked God because I know that's where (laughs) that came from. Um, And from there, they said, um, Hoda wants you on the Today Show. And I said, Okay, uh, this is this is yes, next. Yes. Yeah, um, and so it has been it's been tremendous. They're now getting ready to do a mentorship program for us to really try to help mm. us elevate that. Yeah. So it's a continuing thing. It really is. Um, it, it was just a tremendous experience to, so to do that. So then, mm-hmm. how did it feel to open the pages of the old the old <laughs> magazine and see yourself there in that? flowing red Red dress. (laughs) Yeah, that was Gail's dress, by the way. Yes, yes. Um, It was amazing. And that was all part of the L'Oreal network that just, you know, once that starts, it it opens doors. That's really what it does. And um, for me, it was another tremendous experience. what it really did was open us up to the world so that we had people that were interested in doing something in Peru, you know, and, you know, so when people were calling and saying, okay, well, I saw you on Oprah magazine. And then they would yeah. say, am I talking to you? I'm like, yeah, you're talking to me. I'm, <laughs> we're still here um, for that. So that was, that was tremendous. It, every, every piece of exposure that we get, I think shines a light on the fact of what we're doing for homeless children because people don't think about homeless children. Mm-hmm. They think about the man on the street and they will think about the woman on the street, but they don't think about the families. So we've actually had a community. So our volunteer base, and you know, and I know we're talking about that, is so much bigger than just coming to the parties. We have volunteers that bake the cakes. We have photographers that come in and they donate their services because then we give the children photo books, personal photo books. Again, that another layer of self-worth yes. that, that's doing that. And so whenever we get that type of exposure, that opens us up for the community to become involved, which is volunteering, mm-hmm. to be able to volunteer to do that. And so on that, um, you know, when they're able to do that, that continually gets that for them. We're helping them to be better citizens of this world when they're able to do that when they're able to volunteer. So for somebody that is still kind of reserved Mm -hmm. about volunteering, not quite sure, um, I want to volunteer my time with that population. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, can I come volunteer but just do office work? What would your recommendation be to someone like that? Well, we do. So we have several, you know, so what Extraordinary Birthdays has done is spawn programs out of that. We have uh, what's called Extraordinary Reader Program. Uh Uh-oh. So in addition to the gift that we give the children, we give them new books. That's another layer of that, new books. And so we have this Extraordinary Reader Program where we get 
tons of books donated. We have an Amazon smile um, wish list of books. And so people will go on that. They go on our website at extraordinarybirthdays.org and they can go on there and they give us books. Well, those books need to be inventoried and managed. So, you know, it's not a direct relationship to the child, mm -hmm. but we give, we put book plates in there. So if you donated a book, there's a new book plate. The child gets to put their name in the book. That's ownership. That's again, going to that, that right. self-worth, self right? Yes. Yes. And you as the donor, you could put down there, this was my favorite book that I read as a child. And there's that connection. It doesn't have to be always face to face. Um, it could be, you know, that we have, we have this extraordinary mom program. Again, we're the only ones that are doing this. There are mothers out there, homeless mothers that are doing what I do every day, but they're doing it in some very challenging situations. So I'm I took some of the money that L'Oreal provided and we um, honor them and we recognize them for moving forward every day. There are women who are working the programs within the shelter that are doing those type of things. And so we are having them come to our headquarters in College Park. They do a birthday party workshop. They're meeting with other women party planners. They're meeting with people who have started their own business. We have a florist who just started her business. She gives them corsages. L'Oreal gives them products. We have another mom that um, started doing quilts. She makes quilts for uh, a living. Mm -hmm. She gives them their own personalized quilt. So again, we're layering these women yes. who are taking care of the children within these services circumstances for that. And so helping with that program is another way to do it. Uh, data entry is always good for nonprofits if you're talking behind the scenes <laughs> type of volunteering that yes. we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. All of that wow. comes into play to keep us going. Well, volunteering has proven to reduce stress because it fills you with a sense of purpose and accomplishment. It could also do wonders for your career by giving you a place to learn and practice new skills. Even if you're recently retired from work, don't retire from life. Volunteering can keep you mentally stimulated and fill your heart with love. If you'd like to learn more about Janiel and Extraordinary Birthdays, visit ExtraordinaryBirthdays.org. That's ExtraordinaryBirthdays.org. Make the commitment to give back to your community today. Giving back always gives to you. I'm Anita, your host. Be sure to check out ThatAnitaLive.com for where and when to see our next episode.